Okay, hello everyone and welcome to ACTUS Radio, the nation's only radio program dedicated to the clinical documentation improvement profession. ACTUS Radio is a bi-weekly program dedicated to bringing you closer to the difference makers in CDI and sharing the latest news and information relevant to the CDI profession and to ACTUS. Today, Wednesday, December 20th, marks our 86th show and our last of 2017. So my name is Brian Murphy, Director of ACTUS, the Association of Clinical Documentation Improvement Specialists, and I'm your host for today's program. Farewell to a retiring CDI Professional of the Year. Um, I first want to just take a, a quick moment to uh, thank all of our listeners for a great a great 2017 here at ACTUS Radio. Uh, this past year, we covered a, a wide breadth of topics, including clinical topics like sepsis, malnutrition, myocardial infarction. We branched out into new areas and new developments in the profession, like outpatient CDI, observation, denials management, um, some management topics like staffing and, and management. Um, so keep those ideas coming, as I say at the end of every show, uh, Actus Radio is driven by you, the audience, and that's how I get my ideas, so keep them coming. We are going full steam ahead in 2018, uh, but I did want to pause and recognize the wonderful comments and feedback, both positive and critical, that have helped to shape the show and, and to make it as relevant to the CDI profession uh, as I can make it, and I hope it remains that way and you find it the same. So thank you for, for listening this year. Um, we're going to start with some introductions of our co-host and guests. So I'm joined today by my co-host there on your left of your screen, Laurie Prescott. Laurie is the CDI Education Director for Actus in Middleton. Um, she's the developer and lead instructor for our Actus Bootcamp line. She's got um, a wide breadth of experience as a former CDI manager and a nursing manager. Recently authored uh, the Essential Guide to Supporting Quality Care Measures and um, is now working on a second edition of our popular CDI Specialist Complete Training Guide. So uh, welcome to the program, Laurie. Hey, thank you, Brian. All right. And next, I'd like to introduce our special industry guest today. So we have with us today Rita Fields. Uh, Rita Fields is the Regional CDI Manager for Baptist Health in Louisville, Kentucky. Rita is described as a truly enthusiastic and active member of the CDI community by our peers, and I can vouch for that. Um, she has served on the Actus Local Chapter Advisory Board, served as president of the Kentucky Southern Indiana Actus Chapter for five years, and is co-chair for one year. Um, at her facility, Baptist Health, she's an advocate for the CDI education and collaboration. Um, she started the Physician Advisor Program, is known for facilitating meetings between CDI and the coding departments, and has helped to move the program toward a quality focus. For all those efforts in 2017, we here at Actus awarded her with our highest honor, CDI Professional of the Year. Um, we were just chatting before the show, so Rita recently announced her retirement from CDI. This is actually her last week in the, um, as full-time at Baptist, so the timing of the show could not be better. We're honored to have her on today to look back on that great career and share some advice and some wisdom with our listeners today. So welcome to your your first uh, Actus Radio, Rita. Thank you, Brian, and thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. Again, I'm really glad uh, this worked out this way. So we're going to st start with a, um, a poll that is um, something we're working on for 2018, and I'm interested to hear 
uh, your reactions to this poll, uh, and it is, if Actus Radio were, were available as a podcast, would that make it easier for you to listen? Um, so in full disclosure, we are looking at making the show a podcast. We we're going to keep it the same way, same format. Um, and all it will be available on your computer, but we're looking at a podcast. So your options are, yes, please do this. Uh, maybe, perhaps either for me or maybe for others. Uh, no, you like the current format and are okay with it as is. You're not sure. Or maybe you don't even know what a podcast is or don't listen to them. Um, again, do you, do you think we should do this? Uh, maybe, you know, the current format is fine, not, not sure, or maybe don't know what a podcast is. I'm going to come back to this, obviously, as I do every show, and we'll talk about our plans for 2018, but I'm just curious myself as to what you guys think of this idea, or if it's crazy or not. So we've got about three quarters of our audience that has voted, so I'm going to go ahead uh, close this out, and we will, as always, come back to this um, in just a few minutes. All right. Well, as I mentioned, our guest today is Rita Fields. Rita, welcome to the program. Thanks for being a part of Actus Radio. Um, let's just start by providing our audience with a brief recap of your career in CDI, you know, maybe how you got involved from nursing and then moving on and helping to grow and expand the CDI department at Baptist. Okay. Well, I got involved in CDI a very short nine years ago, and it has been a very short nine years, it seems. Um, I had been at bedside nursing for like 38 years, and so I applied and got accepted for a CDI position at the local hospital. And I think it was the first week on my job, I think like everybody else, I, I did, my training was a WebEx, and I sat in a classroom for a whole week listening to a WebEx. And, you know, after it was over, I think I had that deer in the headlight look like most CDI now do whenever, after they've come out of a, a week or whatever the training process is. And um, I'm going, you know, what have I done? Because this was something totally new and different that I had I had done, and I thought I had a lot of nursing knowledge, but once I got into CDI, I really learned a lot of things that I did not know. Uh, it, it really gave me a, a further education in my nursing uh, career. I, at the beginning, I struggled in my new role, and I recognized I needed help. Uh, Dee Bannett, uh, I think many of you know Dee, was starting our local chapter. And this is where I went to the first meeting, and this is where I learned about Actus. And I recognized that Actus was going to be my avenue to success in my new position. So I joined Actus and even paid for like three uh, different conference, or the three consecutive conferences uh, on my own. I paid my own registration because I was so interested in what Actus uh, was saying and had to offer. Um, after about after three years in the CDI uh, or CDS role, I became an auditor and educator, and then soon after that, I was promoted to the regional manager. Uh, being in that role was a new role. I looked back and I realized that my orientation and my education was really kind of subpar. Uh, the coworkers that oriented me, I later found out, were uh, not up to date in coding guidelines. 
they never really had heard of a practice brief and really kind of criticized me for my involvement in ACTUS. But I didn't let that discourage me because I, I really felt like ACTUS had a lot to provide. Uh, I never wanted anyone to have the same experience that I did, so my platform then became education and using ACTUS as my reference uh, and guidance. Uh, as my colleague and I were promoted to regional manager at the same time, uh, we had seven facilities that we had to manage. Each facility had different levels of education, knowledge, and performance. A lot of the knowledge that they uh, had uh, was, at, was not even current. So we had to start out our program. The first thing was education, and that was our first goal, is to get every facility educated so all the staff could perform uh, at the same CDS duties and level. Um, so we, we definitely promote involvement in, in ACTUS uh, to our staff, and also we promote becoming CCDS. We, we think all that is very important to support our program. That's awesome. I, I didn't uh, know all that, Rita. That's uh, illuminating, and it's very uh, it's rewarding from a personal level. So I'm glad you got a lot, have received a lot from our from our association, and were able to update a lot of your policies and education. And that's that's great to hear. Yeah, it's it's interesting to listen to you, Rita, because I think that's a story a lot of us in CDI have had, um, and it's you know nice to see how you how you grew to be the change maker within your or, your organization. And, you know, to me, that's that's a role to be proud of, um, that person that says, hey, we're going to set a bar and we're going to step up to it. But I'm curious, you know, you're talking about 38 plus years in the healthcare field. When you think back over that, what's the achievement that you're most proud of? of? What, what, is the, uh, what is the thing you want to, you know, brag about? Here's your moment. Well, you know, going through my whole 38 years, I think, I don't know that there's really one moment, um, but I've just been very proud of the fact that I've been able to help people in need. I've, I've enjoyed serving people. Uh, most of my background is in emergency nursing, uh, and that uh, afforded me the opportunity to help patients as well as their families, because when people, when there's an emergency, it's not just the patient, it's the family too. So I've always been very proud of my profession and, and the fact that I've been able to help people. Um, you know, I, I can't go without saying that certainly the CDI Professional of the Year was the highlight of my career. I, I never expected that. It was very much of a surprise, and I appreciate all the support that I have re received from uh, my colleague my, and all my coworkers. So that, I think that was probably the highlight. Um, and I keep saying we uh, in a lot of my conversation because I think in CDI it, it's a partnership with each and every person that's involved. And so we're very proud of all the achievements that we have made um, in our programs for staffing and education. Uh, we got to uh, add two auditor and educa educator positions to our staff. Uh, and we're now soon going to be adding an appeals nurse position to our staffing. I think we raised the bar of our program, going from a financial program to a very robust program, uh, which we now review all of our quality measures as well as HCCs to improve risk adjustments and help on the outpatient side. Uh, 
And of course, also, you know, very proud of developing our physician advisor program because I think that this has really increased the, our physician involvement. And we now in our organization have physicians and other departments coming to us asking how we can help them. So, you know, I'm thinking we've, we've broken through the ice a little bit and they're beginning to realize and understand the value of the CDI program. Um, we recently had an audit, an outside audit source, and they did a review of our CDI program. And while they said there's no perfect program, they said ours was very close. So that was a very proud moment for all of us because I think we all have worked very hard for our program. And I think we've made huge strides too in, 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 in getting our administrative buy-in for our program. Nice. That That's is something to be proud really, of. It really is. The appeals nurse is an interesting uh, new position. It sounds like you've added two wits. So I could maybe talk to you at a later date. But you know, I I, I did want to ask, having been in this for a while, and we we were just chatting before the show about learning from learning from mistakes and learning. You know, those are some of the you know biggest learning experiences. Do do you have any regrets about your time? Stuff you you, you wished you could have achieved, or something maybe you wish you would have done differently? Looking back, you know, with your experience now, that you might be able to share with our audience so they don't something they may consider to help them um, on their journey in, in the CDI profession? Well, I think my only regret now, looking back, is I only had like eight, year, eight to nine years in the CDI profession. Uh, I really wish it had been longer. Uh, my passion for a long time was emergency nursing, but uh, I, I developed an enormous new passion for my new job in CDI. I, I think, uh, again, um, to help everyone, uh, you, you just you you have you know you have to be edu you have to keep yourself educated and uh, be willing to change in this profession because it's an ever ever changing profession. It's a new. I think we're going to see new frontiers all the time. We, we're not stopping. That's what's exciting and fun about it, right, Rita? It is, it is. And, and you know, I've, and I've told people, I said, I feel like I don't have things ready for me to retire. I feel like that, you know, there's still things I want to do. But I think with the changing times, there's still going to continue to be things, even if it's six months or a year from now, it's going to be the same feeling because there's so many things to do and, and, and to keep your program uh, going and, and moving in the right direction that I don't know that you ever feel like that you're completely done. Nice. Now, you just gave that piece of advice to be ready and welcome that change. Is there any other piece of advice that you would like to share with CDI professionals out there? Um, you know, I, I, again, I, I go back to education. I think it's very important. Uh, you, what you learn today may be obsolete tomorrow because it could change. So it's very important to stay educated and stay up to date. Again, be flexible because it's an ever-evolving field and profession. Uh, and also stay active in your local uh, ACTUS chapter and also the national uh, chapter. Um, they have a lot to offer everyone, and uh, they, I think they are very committed to education and development of CDI staff. Well, thanks, Rita. Maybe we could just, that's great. Maybe we could wrap up with the short discussion here. Anything next for you? Are you planning to stay involved? I'm hearing you may stay involved to some degree. 
Um, I would, yes, I do plan on staying involved. Uh, I'm probably going to take a couple of months off just to travel and rest, uh, but I'm definitely going to stay involved uh, uh, in our local chapter uh, and, you know, as much as I can in the uh, national, uh, whatever you all will allow me to do as a retiree. Uh, but I also think right now I'm going to do some um, volunteer work with the Down Syndrome Foundation. That's always been an interest of mine, and now I think I have time to do that. Well, good for you. That's awesome. And I hope you uh, enjoy the holidays too, and have some time with family, and and uh, do do take some well-deserved rest here, and then and then figure out next steps. But we we'd be honored to have you involved uh, in in the chapter scene and whatever else you'd like to do. Frankly, some great experiences to share, and and really some wisdom on how to run a great program and and how to get it up to date and stay educated. So just a great message for everyone going into the 2018. I think. Thank you, Brian, and, you know, happy holidays to you and all of our listeners out there, too. All right. Well, at this point, let's, let's, um, let's go back to our, our poll question here. Again, I'm going to share that with our audience. I did ask about uh, Actus Radio as a podcast in 2018. So majority, 12, 43% have said no, the current format's fine. 20 percent uh, said maybe 17 percent yes uh, some of you aren't aware of what a podcast is so just to update you on this you know we we are looking at doing this for 2018 the, the good news is that uh, really nothing will change if you like the current format and maybe listen on your computer or in your office that option will remain but um, essentially we'll be able to um, I'm not going all the technical details one of my more tech savvy colleagues is going to be helping me do this but we're going to be getting this set up so that it is it is available as a podcast you can go to itunes or stitcher or some of the other um, apps that allow you access podcasts uh, podcasts and and listen in a little more convenient format the only drawback to a, a podcast is that there's no visual elements so but most of actus radio as you know is is, is um, the discussion here and i try to read the poll results so um, we will be doing that in 2018 more to come there and uh yeah we'll, we'll we will see I, I did get a question about what platform you plan to use i i'll figure that out actually i i'm not 100 percent sure yet but if anyone would has any suggestions about after the show they want to suggest to me i'm uh i'm interested in that all right so we'll go ahead and, and we will uh, close the poll out and we're going to move at this point to our um in the news segment again in the news is a regular segment segment excuse me uh, bringing you the latest news and industry updates relevant to the cdi profession and to actus today i wanted to share a recent article by paul keckley of the keckley report entitled the physician's voice is anyone listening um, you can read the article here as i do every program i'll be happy to share the link to this full article um, in the show notes after the program but Essentially, you know, um, this is a the, the, the piece begins last week after a workout. A physician pulled me aside and asked, "Is there another profession like medicine, where the provider of the service has no control about what they're paid for what they do?" And over the weekend, at a meeting with several physicians, I was asked if I was aware of another profession as highly regulated as medicine. As I get questions like these two, says the author. Uh, here's what I'm hearing from physicians ranging from the freshly minted to seasoned pros. 
They're wondering if anyone is listening. Um, he quotes from some physicians here in, in paraphrases from some of his discussions. Um, one of them says, I signed on to medicine to help my patients, but outsiders are interfering and making it hard to practice. Physicians believe regulators are forcing changes that harm patient care. They think insurers are solely concerned about reducing cost and care little about anything else. They think hospitals are competing with their ability to make a living and likely to protect their own business interests at their expense. They don't like to be called providers. I guess we're guilty of that. Uh, they're physicians, and they don't like references to enrollees, members, consumers, or policyholders, their patients, and they're my patients and no one else. Um, this one last paragraph I thought was telling. Um, another physician says, I do the best I can. I'm willing to change, but with tools, not rules. Combination of increased administrative hassles and regulatory crap, in quotes, is driving physicians crazy. EMRs, new ICD-10 codes, 2,167 new quality metrics, limits on what they can own and how they practice, and report cards about performance, forcing to physicians to rethink their career choice. Almost half are burned out and a fourth are depressed. Um, so some sobering, um, you know, statistics there um, and some uh, really hard-hitting uh, from the heart commentary from physicians um, about their role in healthcare and how they're feeling marginalized and you know not without just cause um, I thought it was a good article to share with folks on the program today really because everything that CDI specialists do depends on the physician's pen you know, virtual otherwise, and, and physicians who collaborate and participate in, in the efforts of this profession and CDI efforts. This article touches on the importance of physicians to help drive reforms, uh, but also our responsibility in helping to prevent physician burnout, of which I believe the key is helping to get physicians invested in learning the why, instead of making CDI and uh, answering queries a dreary task. So an important article and one to keep in mind as you're working with your physicians in the new year. Um, I just want to say before I maybe ask my guests to comment, um, if you're not getting the Keckley report, I'd recommend remedying that today. It's a, it's a free once a week uh, email that comes into your uh, inbox. It's longish. You know, I, I, I didn't read this whole article. It, it goes on at, at length here. Um, it can be challenging to get through on a busy schedule, but again, it's only once a week on Mondays. Uh, this this guy, Paul Keckley, is a physician himself. He's got his finger on the pulse of not only what is happening today in healthcare, but what he expects will be trending issues in the year ahead. He really does a nice job of, you know, there's a ton of news and tweets, Facebook posts, and all kinds of sources. He, he's, he's good at sort of summarizing and pr projecting where he thinks healthcare is headed. Um, a great perspective. So, Recommend getting that. Again, I'll share how to get that report if you would like to get it in the show notes. But um, maybe Rita, Laurie, what do you guys think of this? Um, you know, is there more that CDI specialists can do for physicians to listen to them, help make their lives easier in 2018? There is a lot we're asking of them these days. Rita, I don't know if you have any advice for our listeners today based on your, your career in CDI. Well, you know, I think CDI or CDS staff hear this every day from physicians, their frustration. And, you know, we've all, I think, heard the question, what's in it for me? 
and, and this is very timely for me too because last week we had a meeting with a, a group of uh, cardiologists and they asked us how that they could know what the principal diagnosis was going to be coded while the patient's in the hospital. And, you know, they're frustrated with they, things get coded and they, this wasn't the diagnosis that they thought that the patient was entered into the hospital for. So we listened to them and listened to what they had to say. And so what we're uh, looking at doing, and I've gotten permission to do this, is to do um, a trial at one of our facilities and with this group of physicians at concurrent coding. So, you know, I think it is significant to listen to them to see how we can, can help them. And that may have driven a change, you said, with the concurrent coding that will hopefully right. you know, answer help with some of that angst or right. anxiety about that, 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 that diagnosis changing without them understanding why. Why? And true. I don't think they understand the coding process, and you know, and it's it's hard for them to understand. Right. What about what do you think, Laurie? Any comments on this piece? Or? Yeah, I you know I I read this piece and and I find it distressing because these are the people that are going to be taking care of me when I'm old, and or older <laughs> for those that think I'm old already. Um, but you know, we have a young physician in our family. He's a year and a half into his um, role as an attending, and he is depressed. And I can see that he's probably heading to burnout very early in his career just because of the expectations that are laid upon them. And I think that we as CDIs um, can maybe advocate for their needs. Um, I can't tell you how many facilities I go to now where the physicians are expected to choose the codes when they're documenting through the EHR and or you know they're being involved with the whole billing cycle um i don't think that's necessarily where their time should be spent and i understand hospitals trying to crunch um money and trying to get by with less and make people do more um but if we don't take care of our providers there's not going to be providers to provide for us and i i think we can maybe help be that voice of stepping up when we see that perhaps either they need more education as to the whys or the hows, or maybe they need assistance. And whether that be um, scribes to work with them or physician, more physician extenders to help, um, we're seeing what they're struggling with every day. Um, maybe we can help them better vocalize what they need so that we can take care of each other. Mm -hmm. Well, some good advice there, and um, appreciate it, guys. And again, recommend our listeners to check out the Keckley report. All right, let's wrap up with um, Actus Update. So, Actus Update is a regular feature bringing you latest news um, and updates on what's going on inside of Actus. Today, I'd like to let our listeners know about a, a great new book we have available to anyone in the pediatric CDI space or perhaps thinking of expanding their coverage to include pediatric units, pediatric CDI building blocks for success. So um, you can check it out. This is a, a book for available for sale uh, on um, HC Marketplace, which is our, our primary um, market for all of our CDI product. There's a description of it here. I won't go into all the details, but essentially what, what's cool about this book is that it was a result of um, 
a collaboration of, I believe, I'll probably misspeak, but about six or seven authors, uh, all involved in pediatric CDI, all involved in our pediatric uh, chapter of Actus, uh, Aptus, as they call themselves, and it was Leah Savage was the overall reviewer and, and helped to um, kind of moderate all the different voices out. But you know, it's it's a great book that has stuff about how to get started in pediatric CDI. I'm showing the table of contents here. Uh, some of the APR, DRG nuances um, and differences in adult codes versus childhood diseases. Um, heart of the book is really the clinical considerations and, and really how about the pediatric population is quite different than, than the adult in, in many ways um, and some of the clinical nuances, enlisting physician support, metrics and analysis. Um, so this book is really is hot off the press and if you're interested in it, uh, you can check out the book on this page here, or we're certainly happy to answer any questions you might have about it. Um, again, that's uh, Pediatric CDI Building Blocks for Success. And I'm, I'm quite fond of the cover, too. I think it's pretty cool, playing off the pediatric population a little there. All right, so it, that will do it actually for um, Actus Radio today and for and for 2017. That again, we will be back in 2018. We're going to come back with a hard-hitting topic, a new with a new spin, new approaches in DRG validation. That show will be on Wednesday, January 3rd, 2018. I hope you all enjoy the holidays, everyone. Thanks for listening to Actus Radio. Uh, as always, if you have any suggestions for future guests, ideas about the format of the show. Love to hear from you. Keep those program ideas coming for 2018. You can get me at uh, bmurphy at actus.org. So take care, everyone. Happy holidays. Thanks again, Reader and Laurie, and we'll, uh, we'll see you in 2018. Bye-bye, guys. Bye. -bye, guys. Bye.